Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football, Hey, I think we have uh, figured out that the right button needs to be flipped, and we are ready to try again. Let's go to Bash in Boulder. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? Okay, Bash. So, uh, I say we had a hard time hearing Bash, so we'll try our fifth caller of the day, see if we finally get somebody on. Hello, John. I'm here. Hey, I'm here. I thought you missed took me for John from St. Louis. That's why you hung up. No, I, I, I did not. Uh, John from St. Louis uh, had one of his bad days yesterday, and I should have just uh, been more cooperative to those of us who need help during this time of need. Well, I'll give you the 30-second uh, clinical diagnosis if you'd like it before I, I get to my question. I would, because I, I, yeah, I, well, I, I am... I, I am the one, the diagnosis I came came up with is a little too, uh, a little too serious. Dirty, profane. Yeah. <laughs> John suffers with IED, and, and Paul, I don't mean improvised explosive disorder uh, device. Rather, I mean an intermittent explosive disorder. It's kind of a chronic disorder, and it's characterized by sudden explosive, impulsive, aggressive, violent behavior or angry outburst. Um, they're totally out of proportion, say, with the situation. You would you would characterize it uh, like road rage or uh, temper tantrums. And I know we have a lot of callers that fit that profile. But in John's case, he has that delayed fuse where he'll start the call with, Paul, you're not going to like what I have to say. And they'll slowly work into it. So he starts the fuse late. But I, I found the, the case, uh, the, the call very entertaining yesterday. I like John. Yeah, I, so, I felt like uh, what he was accusing me of uh, was exactly the opposite of, of what I was doing. But uh, that's probably above his ability to, to dis- discern, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, he does have a large uh, a large size bag of grievances. So I, I, I think he'll be back to use them up. Hey, Paul, uh, a couple of takeaways from... Uh, Signing day, Texas A&M is uh, either 20 or 21 in the team rankings, and uh, with only like 15 commit, committed players, and they've been hemorrhaging some great players. It, it appears to me, and at Texas, and by the way, I think they got a great coach who will finally build some uh, team culture and unity there. But it appears to me the boosters are tightening the purse strings down there. Does it to you? Yeah, I don't think the, the purse strings really matter right now. Uh, I, I think whenever you, your program has a massive heart attack, uh, it, it takes a, a recovery period. And, and right now, uh, that's what they are, where they are. And Mike Elko, doesn't matter what he's trying to sell, uh, it's more difficult than it was previously. 
Oh yeah, but he he he's, he did miracles at Duke and uh, Colorado is number sixty six in team rankings, and I know they'll get some portal players uh, or from the transfer portal. But I think they need to work on their discipline and uh, team culture as well. How do you find Colorado? Well, I I think the whole Colorado thing went bust, and you know, I mean, Dion uh, has his band of brothers that are supporting him, but. Nobody came away impressed with his first year. Yeah. And then two two teams that I think are really up and coming. You mentioned one is uh, Texas and Oregon, I think, are threats to their different conferences to win them because they're not only recruiting well, but they're really hitting the uh, transfer portal very well today. Did you find that as well? I, I sure did, John. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Rick is in Houston. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. How are you? We sure, we're doing great. Thank you. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, man, the LSU uh, LSU class came in, no drama, all 27 guys signed. BK got uh, 10 of the top 12 out of Louisiana. We're still in play for one more of them. Um, but, man, uh, Bipolar John hit you hard yesterday, man. He, he almost called you Mr. Grinch. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm going to – with every experience, Rick, you, you learn from, and I have to quit treating John as a caller and, and treat him as a special case, and I'll be prepared the next time. Yeah. Now, Paul, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I, think you treat, I think you treat everybody the same. It doesn't matter their age, their fandom, or anything, and, uh, you know, being a part of your show the last few months is, uh, has been great. Um, met some really, really cool people through it. And, uh, man, I just want to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday season. Thank you very much, Rick. You be well. You take care of yourself. Uh, Abe is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, Paul, you are a Alabama lackey, and you should be ashamed of yourself, the attitude you have toward Florida State. They earned the right to be in the Final Four, and they were robbed. Simple as that. Bless your heart. Greg is in Georgia. Good afternoon. How you doing there, Paul? Go dogs. Go dogs. Yes, sir. You already know that mean machine of red and black getting ready to come right back down the track. This ain't no two-and-done program, baby. We finna show them what's up. We believe you. Go dogs, man. Am I gonna have to like? I mean, I I look at some calls. A good, it's a, it's like uh, it's like when you're playing basketball. And you know, the hot shot's got the ball for a minute. You, you can get out there, catch your breath. These last two or three callers, I'm uh, I can't even I, I can't even swallow before they're they're throwing me the ball back. Bulldog, uh, Bulldog is up next. Uh, hey, Doc, what's up? Hey, man. First, I want to say that I appreciate the kind words of uh, my buddy Jimmy down in Tuscaloosa, man. We started off with a rough start. He loves his team. I love mine. I know he's listening. Jimmy, I love you. When I get down there, I'll buy you two beers. You know, and I'm not even tripping, man. I've referenced to you before that – Paul, that uh, I don't hate Alabama. It's not a hate factor here. Actually, pulling for them against Michigan, I hate Michigan. I don't like Harbaugh. 
but I just wanted to beat Georgia. I mean, uh, beat Alabama. And uh, I hope they win it all, man, SEC style. Now, if you're asking me, Paul Feinbaum, if I feel the same way about the Florida Gators, if they was in the same spot, that's a hell F and no. There's a hate factor there with the Gators. They don't like us, <laughs> and we don't like them. But, you know, so uh, God bless uh, Jimmy and, 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 and Tuscaloosa and, uh, uh, you know, all the Alabama fans. I'm not even tripping anymore, man. We'll see you next year, November, September 28th. But here's the thing. You know, I'm a recruiting geek. I don't know if you knew that or not. I've been following recruiting for almost 40 years. Okay. And uh, we got the number one recruiting class. You know, we flipped K.J. Bolden from Florida State, which was huge. Because we got some defensive backs in the secondary that are going on to the league. We got the number one corner, Ellis Robinson, the fourth out of Georgia. He's a day one starter, man. We lost Tyke Smith and and, uh, the other kid, you know, Kamari Lasseter. So Kirby Smart's doing his due diligence. We might have the biggest offensive line class in the history of the NCAA. All you see is 6'7", 350, 6'8", you know, four-fifths of the offensive line or graduating or going to the league, man, led by Marius Mims, who'll be a number one pick. Cedric Van Pran, who's a three-year starter at center, you know, one uh, one of the blocking Jacobs Award. He's going to the league, you know. So I, I, I just trust, trust the big well, good left deal, guard. Hey, Bulldog, strong. thanks so much for the call. We need to rush here because we want to uh, get the show back on track. We got a little bit off track. Uh, earlier. So uh, we'll take a break, get an update on National Signing Day. Roman Harper joining us right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We welcome you back. It's great to have you here. And Roman Harper, just uh, fresh off three hours of breaking down the latest coverage. Good to see you again. Thanks, Paul, as always. Thank you for having me. Don't be too excited. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saving up for the big stuff. <laughs> so... It, it, did you get that at a Christmas ornament store or what? Uh, no, I did get the Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. T uh, lapel pin at a Christmas store. I though. would like to see your uh, clothing bill a year. You know, I don't really want to talk about it on TV. My wife, my wife might be looking, so <laughs> I'd like to try and stay away from that. Don't, she doesn't worry about those things. Now you so. seem you seem relaxed today. Obviously, you weren't in carpool line. I was not in carpool line. You know that frustrates me. Every now and then, I'll tweet, even hit up your show, just to tell them how you know I'm in the most frustrating place in life, which is the carpool line. And trust me, I'm not the only one that feels that way, Paul. Everybody that does the carpool line, they hate it. The kids also don't appreciate it that I've been there 45 minutes to an hour ahead of time, and then I'm still there, got it waiting another. 25 minutes because my other daughter gets out at like 15 minutes later what's, 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 than my what's younger daughter. What's in a carpool line right now is just waiting to get a parking place at a, at a store or the mall. Oh, dude, you're too late. Amazon. You, I don't know why you're still out there with the crazies and the madness. I mean, it's crazy. I don't, I don't like the late, late hours Christmas shopping anyways. Paul, can, can I just say something, Paul? And I want to see if you agree with me. And I know this is old news, but I haven't been on the Paul Feinbaum show in a while. And that is the fact that Florida State, I know they came at you and they were mad at you, Paul, for a little bit. But were you honest with them and told them that the committee set them up and lied to them? And I'm a man of the people, so I hate when we feel lied to as the people. And so when you put Florida State at five and Alabama at four, the narrative is created that, well, how is Alabama better than Florida State, even though they're undefeated? And the committee tells us, well, without the quarterback, you're not good enough to get in the playoffs so you're at five. When So that tells me you create the narrative that you're not better than Alabama, who's at four, but you are better than Georgia that's at six without the quarterback. And that's just a lie. That's not true. So they should have just put them down at six or seven, and then the narrative is completely different. I know Florida State fans don't want to hear that. I, I think what they were afraid of, if they did that, knowing how hot-headed these Florida State people are, <laughs> They would have filed an injunction to stop the committee from ever giving that final disposition. So, I, yeah, they, they come off looking bad. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I read today, I just read a few minutes ago in ESPN, that, that uh, Florida State, after you know, going through the motions, now is trying to get out of the ACC again. They want out. Hey, look, at this point, I don't even blame them. It's, it's well, whatever, you know. I don't blame them either. They, and I wish them well trying to find a new home. Yeah, me too. Good luck with all of those things. I, I'm a Florida State fan, grew up a Florida State fan, uh, especially back in the day, Peter Warwick, uh, Warwick Dunn, uh, you know, oh my gosh, what's the Heisman winner? That, uh, uh, the basketball player. Yeah, the basketball player. That, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward, how dare us. And so, I had that guy in our studio one night, and I couldn't remember his name. It's crazy. I mean, I love Florida State because of Play the yellow. The the ye there it is. Play for the Knicks, the basketball player. Uh, because of the yellow mouthpieces back in the day. Have we ever, uh, has, has any Heisman winner ever been uh, referred to? The, guy, the, the, the basketball player, the, the other guy. No, I don't think so. Um, it's kind of crazy. But all these things are kind of going on. And, Paul, as we kind of build up to – the playoffs, I'm really, really getting geared up for because I, as I, you know how I do, I watch ball and 
I only just come up with these ideas or questions in my head. And the only way I look at it is the way I did when I played, which is how do you go about winning this game? And so it's question marks on all sides of how do you go about doing that? If I'm Michigan, how do you go about scoring 28 points on Alabama? Like, that's what I'm really looking for. And Alabama's a team that you just don't traditionally just line up and push over. But then if you're Michigan, that means you're going to have to do something a little bit different than what you've been all year long. And no team, that's not in any team's DNA where you're undefeated, you've done so good all year long, you get in the biggest game and all of a sudden you're going to do something different. That's not traditionally how football teams are built. Not Jim Harbaugh's world box either. Now, exactly. But Jim Harbaugh will have his thumb on the dial. He will do some things. He's going to have a flea flicker. He's going to have a double reverse. He's going to do some things onside kick, something to try and get his team some momentum or give him some plays. So I do understand that. I just don't know what it is yet. And so that's my biggest question mark going into that game is how does Michigan get to 28 points? I'm really, really excited about it just because I don't know, that's the unknown. And then on the other side of it, is, this, is Texas defensive line, are they that much better? Are they, that, are they going to be that much of a difference maker versus Washington? Because if you allow Michael Penix Jr. to sit back there and have time to deliver the football where he's not feeling pressure and not getting hit, he's going to be very dangerous. And we also know that that could be a weakness, especially when Washington is, is as explosive as they are on their offensive outside versus Texas defensive, uh, defensive cornerbacks. So those are the questions I'm looking forward to. And I, I'm just really, really excited because we still got a couple of really big games out there. We're talking to Roman. Uh, today is National Sign Day. You spent the last couple hours, and uh, I've been watching, as everybody has, just to, to see exactly how certain teams land we knew about alabama georgia auburn having a big day yeah they are uh florida's at 13 right now they're at 15 and other polls they're still waiting on they could go up uh they got the biggest biggest name remaining out there and everyone thinks the quarterback from texas is going to florida he's supposed to announce at 4 30 and that that would be it would be a nice way to end the day getting your number one player uh, but you've been covering it in real time all day. What has this day been like for the Gators? Uh, not good. I, I told, I compared it to earlier with Hobbs and Alyssa Lang that it, it almost reminded me of myself trying to run a 400-meter dash. It's like, dude, by the time I get to that last finish, that last turn, I'm just trying to get to the to the end of the to the end of the race. To win. You're no, to I'm just trying to finish. <laughs> like I have nothing left. I am beat down. I am sore. I am tired. That is where Florida's at. They started out in the top five, top six. And they've been slowly trending down ever since. And the, the thing is, is that these other schools are flipping players from Florida, and they're not just low-quality guys. These guys, you, you've, you've committed for months. For months. So this has all started the last couple of weeks, and Florida has slowly been trending downwards. And they're also flipping to other SEC teams. These aren't teams just going... Why? Play. Why is this happening? I, I, I don't know. I, I've never... I've never been a kid that got flipped on signing day. I, I, that didn't happen to me. That wasn't my experience. And so um, it's a little bit different. But I guess whenever you're dating and somebody offers you better things or other opportunities, I mean, you will take those opportunities. And so especially – and, Paul, I think the other thing is we look at this from – as myself, I'm a 41-year-old man. You look at yourself as however old you are, your old man. Just turned 90. Okay, just turned 90-year-old <laughs> man. Very wise on both of us. And these are the lenses of a 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid. And so the mindset is completely different. And so, like for me, I chose Alabama because of the colors and a Nike check. And so that's what you're into. And so I love to go on every visit. I love to go on every campus because I want to see how the vibe check was. Are the vibes right? Am I – are, are there attractive people around me? You're you're, you're into that, but you're, you're watching the same things we're watching. 
and you see a, a number of players bail out of there. You see a couple of big-time recruits, and you're going, do I want to be the only one to dive in? Well, that part has to be a question mark that you ask yourself. And also, they didn't win a lot of games this year either. And the schedule ain't getting easier next year no. for that Florida team. So if I'm not coming in to play early or I'm coming back to restore this program to a certain mindset, if I can't have the vision to see myself being successful and flourishing on this campus, then why am I going? Because it's not just about being a great football player. It's about being a great person holistically. At least that's what kind of information I was being told when I was at their age. So how can you grow holistically? And you got to see yourself and envision yourself being successful at that school with those colors on. So that, that's one of the one of the programs we're still watching. We still expect uh, them them to finish the day well. They will. They will. They should be. Hobbs is really uh, really confident in the quarterback, committing, staying committed to them. But you got a lot of other teams that are definitely out there trying sure. to poach these guys. Um, what, what what do you attribute to Auburn's late surge? I mean, Mary Flipmas, they went out there and got guys. <laughs> they went out there, and we talked about it today that, you know, it's never over. It's never over as long as they're answering the phone. Right. And so continue to step, pick up that phone, call people, and also you got to give Hugh Freeze a lot of credit because he individually has been hitting the trails hard in the high school teams, getting to know these coaches on the trails. He's recruited the state before and also getting putting himself out there and saying, hey, look, it's not about always so many wins and losses this year, but wins and losses in the recruiting trails will get me more and more wins and losses later. And they also did hit a whole bunch of home runs in the wide receiver category where we know Auburn can definitely use an upgrade in that position on the field immediately. So also, so the part is, is having the opportunity to play and impact the game early and also Auburn competing. They almost had, they had Alabama beat. They, had, they were up on Georgia, and a lot of other teams can't say those two things in the same season. Auburn can say that about both of them. They just need these other guys to come in and help us get over the top. Talking to Roman, uh, it's almost cliche to talk about Alabama and Georgia, but they keep so the only, they, yeah, And the only thing I would say is the same thing I said to Kirby, is that everybody gets so caught up in the ratings and how many five stars, how many four stars. And for me, it comes down to what you do when these guys get on your campus. Mm -hmm. Have an ability to get them there, coach them up hard, and still them stay there and stick through it and say, I'm still getting better here on campus. Not only that, but I got a chance to win a championship. And not everybody gets to say that either. So getting these guys on the campus, developing them, tearing them down to what they were from high school, building them back up to what you wanted to be as a college player. And when I told Kirby earlier, I said, it's more important. It's not about the stars at Georgia, but more importantly, it's about the Georgia math that they do, Paul, which is the one plus one equals three at Georgia. And if they keep that type of mindset, they will be just fine. And they're going to continue to win games. They're 40-0 versus every other team not named Alabama. And Nick Saban uh, just kind of you know, just floating under the radar. Was that three <laughs> or four, five at the beginning of the morning? Continue to move up the ranks. They said they were going to be a fast-moving team today. And once again, this is just what they do at Alabama. It's, it's year in and year out. You should not be surprised. Uh, that did think they said the one thing you are surprised with, they didn't sign as many top 300 guys as they normally or typically do, but a really, really strong class at the top. And then a whole bunch of other like three stars and some other guys. But it, for me, it's not always about how many stars you got. It's about the body type. Same as me. I was a 6'1", six, 6'1", six foot. 175, 180 pounds, but I had the frame to be built on. Not only that, but you look at my father, who's 200 and some pounds. Okay, he looks like he can fill out. I'll bring him in. Same thing with Drake Kirkpatrick's son that they're bringing in, who's not always a four or five star, 
But you look at the pedigree, it matters. Yeah, and, and that's just the kind of thing. I mean, Nick Saban understands where he is. Yes. Uh, those things matter. It does matter. You know what I mean? Bringing those guys in. Uh, you know, he brought in Bobby Humphrey's son, yeah. Marlon. And so understand. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Like, these <laughs> things are bad. And you got to realize that, that, you know, when you're looking after your, yourself, like bringing these home school, the second, second coming of these players back on your campus – that sells this program more because it shows how much it matters. Parents are more involved. And, and also, not, not the, 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 the literal price, but a scholarship doesn't have the same resonance because you can, you can do so many different yeah. things with it in four years. I got 85 of them. Yeah. I got 85 of them. And we always know somebody's going to leave. And, you know, how many, how many times do we give a walk-on kicker? Yeah, you don't want to be, like, looking for somebody <laughs> to give a scholarship. Yeah, to. you know what I mean? And so – if we're going to use them, use them up. And if they don't, you don't get to take them home with you. It's like a timeout. Why use it? Call it. And so I agree with all of those things, Paul. I think when you have the opportunity to do these things, it's just the right decision. I've covered the decline of a lot of great empires. The first thing that goes is recruiting. That has not gone at Alabama. <laughs> they just keep piling on. And last year they were the number one overall recruiting class. This year's number two. I think in the last, since they've eased pins and keeping it up, they haven't been out of the top five. They've had a bad run lately. They've gone 2-1-2, two, two, and uh, that's just some slippage. <laughs> a little slippage. <laughs> you never know. And look, everybody has something to complain about, Paul. But at the end of the day, when you're at the top, Alabama, Georgia, they just got to continue to win, continue to feed the animal. And uh, it's amazing how many Georgia fans I talk to now who are feel disappointed or gypped. And look, this Georgia team was outstanding this year. They lost the wrong game. And they were not healthy when they showed up. I wish Brock Bowers would have probably waited a couple weeks before yeah, he came back the first time. That. But he did anyways. You don't always look at Kyle with spilled milk. But it is what it is. They lost the wrong game. Georgia's still one of the best teams in the country. One of the best run programs. Kirby and those guys are doing outstanding. But for the Georgia fans to act like, oh, my gosh, they're complaining about anything right now. I'm like, dude, you haven't lost a game in three years. And you lose one game, and now. Yeah, but. But, you know. It's not the game that bothers them so much. It's having to walk down the street or put on a program like this and hear the Bama fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's all that. It's, 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 it's to turn on the TV next week from Pasadena <laughs> and see you talking about the Tide. That's what drives them crazy. Well, well, I hope I can drive them a little bit more crazy when I say Bama by 50. You know what I mean? Like, that is what it is. That's been my statement all year long. And uh, Alabama's done a great job of building up. And I did not see this Alabama team being where they are after the first couple weeks of the season. This team has bought in. They've turned this ship around themselves. And I think the players deserve a lot of credit for this turnaround, not just Nick. Nick is all he's done as coach. But these guys believe in the words that he's saying. And for that type of thing, you win games that you have no business winning. You were down 20-7 to versus Tennessee with no momentum and came all the way back. All right? This LSU team was tough. They, they, they thought you nobody a little questionable. And you know what? All you did was win that game. And then you continue to pile on and continue to move on. Ole Miss was supposed to be a challenge this year. Sure some, people, yeah, some people thought they were going to win. It wasn't even that close. And so this Georgia game, a lot of people were like, Alabama's going to – how are they going to even compete with Georgia? And all they did was go out there and win that game too. So whenever you win games that you're not supposed to win, you usually end up winning games you're not supposed to win later in the season as well. And that's where this Alabama team is at. Roman Harper, thanks. We'll see you next week. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for letting me show off my Christmas uh, – uh, svelte outfit today. You like that word, svelte? 
They just called from the Christmas store. <laughs> they like it. Yeah, this one's fitted, though. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And we are back. It's great to have all of you with us. And a lot happening today. If you freeze at at his uh, post Recruiting uh, day press conference uh, had some interesting nuggets to say. I'm just going to quote, and we'll try to get the sound for you later. He said, there are some schools in this conference that believe in last, in, in late-night efforts. Uh, there were some late-night pushes we won, held on, won one, lost one. People in this conference are good at what they do. I don't always like what is done. Who do you think he was referring to there. Meanwhile, uh, that, that's, that's a little bit of uh, throwing some dirt around. But you compare that to the ACC. Have you heard about this today? Mac Brown, today, what, four weeks after the game, calling out NC State coach Dave Doran for calling UNC a piece of excrement. A piece of blank after rivalry game at the end of the season. Max says it was classless, says he's never heard anything like that before. The commissioner of the ACC has not yet responded. He's also dealing with an ESPN report that FSU definitely wants out of the ACC. So, uh, once again, the ACC in peril as we get back to the calls here and check out Keaton in Kentucky. Good afternoon. What's going on, Paul? Hey there. Um, I just wanted to talk about uh, Kentucky signing day. Uh, If they're winning, I think they are, uh, and how they're stacking up compared to other teams uh, and the the talent they've been able to pick up in in the transfer portal. Well, uh, Keaton, I think, I think Mark Stoops has done a phenomenal job. Uh, He, he is, uh, he has completely changed the trajectory of that program. It's been a long haul. He's had a lot of success on the field. He's having a tremendous success off the field. Now, that was something that was never factored in in Kentucky. Kentucky just had to make do. They don't have to do that anymore, especially in the portal. Mike is in uh, Alabama. Hello, Mike. 
Hey, Paul, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, look, I have a question. It's kind of something I, I uh, heard on a um, social media website that someone, a fan of Florida State, is claiming that uh, no matter who, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> no matter who wins out, um, yeah, um, no matter who wins out for the title, national yeah. title, um, that Florida State will get a share of the national title. I just not true, not true. wonder how can that be? Uh, no, no truth at all. Uh, I mean, again, they got to get through Georgia. Again, yeah, I mean, we're talking Stephen about a fan Fyder. base that is that is beyond lunatic fringe right now. We're talking about a fan base <laughs> that is unhinged. Uh, they can't even st- they can't even stay in their uh, they can't even stay together in their own in their own league without threatening to leave every time they don't get their way, and then they're blaming the people that run the league. So there there is a uh, there, there's one poll that comes out the uh, which is it the uh, USA Today poll that and there's I think there's the AP poll. I mean they, they could possibly claim uh, a wire service poll at the end of the year. I don't know how they could, by the way, Um, but they could. uh, And if they want to claim that, uh, the officially sanctioned national championship of college football is the CFP. So let's quit worrying about, you know, what some half-baked FSU Twitter geek has to say, okay? The national championship will be on January 8th in Houston, Texas. Florida State will not be there. John is in Huntsville, Alabama. Hello, John. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? We are doing great. So my question is, with it being National Signing Day and you're getting recruited by the best coach in college football, Nick Saban, does his age affect your recruitment? If you're one of the top recruits, you're four or five star, but you go to the University of Alabama, are you nervous, you know, he might leave or so because the past three to four years, the rumors make it seem like it's gonna every year is gonna be his last. Uh, those rumors started probably eight or nine years ago, um, and it is it is often uh, the death of of many a college coach. It was that way for great coaches in the past, from uh, from Bryant to Paterno to Bobby Bowden. Uh, but ultimately, you have to determine. Uh, yeah, it's a fair question to ask Nick Saban. And if you get an answer, I wish you'd let us know. Right. I just wanted to see, do you think as a recruit, it, you know, it, it really affects your decision? I don't know. If, if you're a great recruit, you're thinking in terms of three years. You're not thinking five years like a lot of players. So you're probably not as concerned about it. Now, at some point, it does become an issue. I think the most important thing that I know what I would tell a recruit, uh, and I think Saban is telling these guys that, he got no interest in leaving. He's, he feels great. He'll look at him. Uh, and I, th- I think that is often the best way to, uh, to deal with the issue. Thank you very, very much. Chris is up next. Good afternoon, Chris. Happy hump day, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. So uh, I wasn't able to call in last week, and I couldn't follow the show because, you know, getting ready for Christmas. And uh, I'm shocked, absolutely shocked, at the fan base from Florida State. Like, what, what else? What else have they got going on? And I, I appreciate your forbearance because I, I got a few things to tell them. Just in the spirit of Christmas, right? Spirit of Christmas. First of all, lay down whatever crack pipe or meth pipe you're smoking and, and, and get a clear head, right? You, you, feel, you feel slighted? Or you think you're the first ones who feel slighted? 
right? And, and here's, what, here's what I'd recommend you do. Get humble about it, but stay mad because that'll make you hungry. And if, you know, everybody, everybody keeps saying this, you deserve, you deserve. That sounds like entitlement. And you're not entitled to anything in this world. Nobody is. You've got to earn it and you've got to care about it. And I think the news today, Paul, I hadn't heard that news before I got in your, in your call queue about them, want, again, wanting to leave the ACC. Well, listen, if, if you want to pout and pack, up your to- and pack up your ball and head to the Island of Misfit Toys, go ahead, because that's what your conference is right now. It's garbage. And it got there because y'all let it get there. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.